Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. Today I have on a lovely guest, Kim Shapira. She is a celebrity dietitian, a nutritional therapist, and an author with over 25 years of experience with helping people become their best selves physically, emotionally, spiritually, and medically. She believes health is the goal, but people being triggered by life storms knock them off their journey. So true. Welcome, Kim. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm so happy and excited to have this conversation with you. Me too. I feel like we could probably talk for hours, but we're going to try to nail it down to just the most important, good, juicy stuff. So 25 years of experience. That's a very long time. Why and how did you decide to get into this field? That's a very good question. Um, why I think starts with the how. <laughs> so, um, I was a sick kid and I just wanted to be healthy. And somebody along the way told me that food could make you sick or healthy. And I didn't quite understand what that meant. Um, I do now. So that was kind of how, right? I wanted to be healthy and I thought, I want to help people also be healthy. So I can do that by teaching them what foods are healthy is what I thought. And then very early in my practice, I started recognizing people know what foods to eat, but they're not eating them. And so I wanted to be successful. And what that means to me is that I was able to teach people how to keep weight off. As a registered dietitian, my goal for each person is to have a very healthy blood test without any disease and for people to feel as good as that blood test looks. And so making everything match. Um, so I got into it to make people healthy. I learned very early on that I'm not responsible <laughs> and I had some work to do there and that I just needed to find a way inside people's minds to open like the floodgates. Definitely. One of the things you said was people know what to eat. And I think in a general sense, I think people know 
okay, this is probably bad and I probably should be eating healthier, but I don't, but sometimes I really don't think people actually know what foods work for their body and what foods are hindering their body. Because what I would like to say with my clients in the past is there's so many foods that are the illusion of health. And all of these companies know exactly what to say to get to the general public who are uneducated about what foods will actually progress you forward and maybe prevent a lot of disease or harm to the body. So like you said, I think I really, I think the mass population doesn't exactly know what to eat for their body, how much, um, and they just need to be a little bit more educated on that. What are your thoughts? I mean, what I want to do is take like a giant red marker and circle the word there in that whole statement, right? Like as a whole, we do know what foods have more nutrition and what foods don't have nutrition. And people, I think, get really caught up as you're calling it an illusion. I also call it a seduction. Or maybe they heard their friend ate that and they felt great. And then they're having diarrhea and they can't understand what's going on. And I think the key to the whole thing is actually getting inside of your own body and treating your own body like it's your best friend. Yeah. And I don't think you can really do that unless you actually try. I think uh, one of the big things I see people doing as well is like they want to, they want to learn and educate themselves before they actually put in the work or the effort or the or in um, applying the information. And so it's yeah. like, or if you were learning at the same time as you were applying, then you would actually see the results yeah. faster and you would know faster what is working as opposed to being, yeah. I'm going to read five books. I'm going to learn everything on the internet and then I'm going to put together a plan for what they say is best. But what if that doesn't yeah. work for you? So my advice always is to just start taking action immediately. And that way you can even do process of elimination. Like if something's not working for you, you know, immediately that probably should cut it out or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what stops people is this idea that it's work and work means hard. Mm -hmm. And we like immediately shut down at the idea that we have to learn something new or that it's going to be hard or even work. And, you know, we operate just in the same way that we did everything yesterday. And so we really do need to be alert, intentional. And so reading the books is great, but you have to be so intentional in every moment to make it applicable to the moment and to your own personal journey. Yeah, exactly. And that brings me to kind of my next question is when it comes to eating, it's more than just the physical act of eating. Like I'm going to go to the fridge or the pantry. I'm going to put something in my mouth. I'm going to be satisfied. There's actually many, many layers and things underneath going to eat. There's a lot of people's beliefs, their emotions, their feelings. What is the first thing people should actually look at when they do want to change their eating habits? Is it simply just swapping food, this for that, or should they start to actually notice a pattern maybe much deeper down? Yeah. I'm shaking my head. No, it's not this or that. You know, I mean, how many times have you heard, excuse me, how many times have you heard somebody say, um, I'm not going to have ice cream after dinner. I'm just going to have an apple. And that's like actually part of the bigger problem. The reality is, is that we know we need to know where our mind is and what we're thinking and feeling. So 
if our mind is on the ice cream or the apple, we're not actually in our physical body knowing how hungry we are or what we're feeling. So before we can do anything, we need to find our mind. You know, we need to know what where it is and what it's thinking of so we can put it back inside of our body. And then our body can tell us exactly what we need. So like one of the little things that I like to try is let's try it with you. Yes. So if I say to you, what's the first thing you do when you have the thought you have to pee? What do you do? I go pee. <laughs> well, we would think that we do that, but what we actually do is we find why we had that thought hmm. and then we scan our bladder and then we assess how bad do I have to go? Can I finish this podcast or do I have to go right now? Right? So essentially that thought I have to pee is an alarm that then brings you back to this moment, helps you figure out what your game plan is. And once you figured it out, you basically are alerting your mind and body. I'm safe. I have a plan. Carry on. Ooh. And we need to always know we're safe in all things we're doing. I mean, it's basic survival and we're here to survive. And our mind wants to do it in the most pleasurable way. So with that regard, every single time you have a thought about food, whether it's a good idea or I want to have some of that, <clears throat> excuse me, is <clears throat> excuse me, is to think, why am I having a thought about food? And to recognize it must mean I'm not okay. And I think this scares people like, what does that mean? I'm not okay. And the reality is it's an alarm. Check in with your body. Is it because you're stressed, tired, bored? You just saw a commercial or you're hungry. All of those things are going to help you kind of figure out what your body needs, but it's going to bring your mind from over here back to your body. That's, that's very interesting. I love that little tip. I'm going to start thinking of that because What's funny is that I could be home all day, but I'll think of food all day long. I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I want to go eat. I want to go to the pantry. I want to go to the kitchen. But if I'm out and about all day and I'm busy, I don't think about food. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's very interesting. I mean, it definitely feelings and emotions have a lot to, to do with, um, with thinking about food, with wanting to eat. It's very, could be very mindless it could yeah. be just you're eating, but you don't know why, and you're really not even getting satisfied because you're not even present when you're eating. I think that's right. a big thing people do as well is they'll be eating, but they'll be on their phones or they'll be watching TV right. or they'll be standing up right. or they'll be doing laundry. <laughs> and it's like, we right. actually need to sit down in the present moment and actually be thinking about how we're eating as we're eating and what we're eating and what it tastes like. And yeah. then yeah. All the way down to our bellies. Yeah. Yeah. Like like what you said earlier, we need to smell our food. We need to chew our food. Mm -hmm. We, You know, we're fueling our body. Yes. And like then it goes back to like your body as your best friend. Like why would you disregard the feelings that you have in your body when body, our body is what we have for the rest of our lives? Right. Yeah. That quote that's like, don't eat for the body you hate, like eat for the body you love or something like love that. Love it. Yeah. So like I don't eat it. because you hate your body, eat it because you, because you love it. And, um, yeah, that goes, kind of goes back to something you said. It was that you said, you know, I'd like to say I work to rewire the mind so people can be free of worrying about our bodies, our health, our weight, our yeah. diets. What do you mean by that? When you say you work to rewire people's minds? Yeah. So kind of like, what we're talking about with having to pee versus having the thought to eat, really our minds are like, if we think about it, we're not responsible for telling our hearts to beat, our stomachs to digest, our lungs to breathe. We're also not responsible for our mind to produce about 60,000 thoughts that it has every single day 
based on what you're seeing, smelling, feeling, touching, hearing. Your mind is constantly surveying the premises to make sure that you're safe and it wants you to survive every single moment in the most pleasurable way. So a lot of the work that I do with my clients is helping them find their mind and bringing it back to their body because I like to separate each of my clients from their emotional self and their physical bodies and get them into their physical bodies. We have emotions that come every 15 minutes. They're going to change. Moods last longer, but I can't like, you know, I, it's interesting. We didn't talk about this, but part of like my how and why is that, um, I was had, you know, I was sick as a kid. And so I was always going to the hospital. My mom said to me after every doctor visit, which was every Wednesday for five years, starting when I was 12, she said to me, don't cry, we'll go shopping. And so I did develop like a super fierce shopping addiction, which was something I did not recognize until I started seeing, oh my God, my clients are like literally eating the same way that I'm shopping, right? And so it's, it's, so progress looks different for everybody and working on understanding why your mind is telling you, you need to go buy that, or you need to eat that and truly understanding, is this survival? Like, is, is my mind not feeling safe right now? And, and how to figure out how, how to get around that. Right. Because we are safe. And the reminder that we are safe, we're safe, yes, you know? Yes. We can definitely make ourselves safe. And that reminds me of just a conversation I was having with a friend last week. She struggled a little bit with, with eating disorders and, and all that. She was a professional dancer and she would, she came to the realization just kind of recently, which is amazing because she's in her forties and she's dealt with this for a very long time, but she kind of like you, she traced it back to her mom and her mom wasn't very emotionally present, wasn't really present in her life at all. But when she was present or when she would show love is when she was like, do you want to go get a cinnamon roll? And so Mm. my friend was like, oh my gosh, my mom is saying basically in her mind, she was like, this is how she loves me. We go get food. So her idea of love was eating. (laughs) And so that is an emotion we all strive to feel. And when you want to feel it all day long, you're going to probably be eating all day long. Yeah. And you know, one thing that's like super controversial, I would imagine is the fact that like my mom, we all have limitations, right? And my mom, it was 1986 when this, when this went down and she said the one thing that she knew was going to put me in a good mood, it was kind of, I was totally open and available to accept that and use that and keep using that, right? Because I didn't have the right emotional intelligence, we could say at that time. I mean, I was 12 and it was traumatizing and I was vulnerable and wanted to hide from the entire world. And I did hide. I would be in doctor appointments, staring at the wall, picturing what I was going to buy after, right? But I have so much gratitude now because I couldn't be where I am. I couldn't be helping people the way that I am helping them if I didn't have these experiences. And so I think it's really important to whatever, however you, wherever you are in your life and for whatever reason, whatever you're dealing with, to really try and infuse some gratitude because they are the stories that make us and they helped us survive. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes is, every decision we make will either lead to an experience or a lesson and we need them both. 
So Love we it. need experiences and we need lessons and there's no getting around those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, just, I don't think I've just kind of told you my story. I was an athlete growing up. I played a many, many sports. I loved going to the gym. When I was 13, I would make my parents drop me off at the gym and be like, come back in an hour. And I would be at the gym. Um, and that, you know, transpired into college. I, in some form or fashion was always doing something, working out. And then, um, after, after college, a couple years till I was 24, I worked out very hardcore. I did a fitness competition in 2014 and I was just very, very on point. Like I was very structured. I was very disciplined, but then I went through a lot of trauma in my mid twenties, a lot of major life events happened that were very traumatic. And after I couldn't really run away from those anymore, the trauma caught up to me. And then that's whenever I was really at my lowest physically because I was at my lowest emotionally. And what I didn't do is I didn't expect the gym to fix my emotions. I didn't expect food to fix my emotions or my, or my mood. I worked on my emotional wellness and my mental wellness first. And then the desire and the motivation and the discipline with the physical came back, you know, and hand in hand with that. So it definitely, like, even for me, I was like, why can I not keep on track? I know this intellectually. So just because people might know something doesn't mean they can always apply it very easily. So that made me think of everyone that I had helped, everyone that I was going to help. And I was like, oh my gosh, like they don't even have the information that I have in my head. Like, no wonder they can't stick to the gym and they don't feel confident and they can't eat right, you know? So that was just a really big eye opener for me. And that's when I really started to work with clients more on like, okay, what's the deeper rooted issue here? Let's trace it back to why you're making these decisions or you don't feel you're worthy of being in the, the best shape possible. One of my clients, she had a sister and she was like, well, my sister is always the pretty one. She's always the one that's doing better than me. And she was constantly comparing her to her sister. And so it's almost like she was self-sabotaging because she didn't want to outshine her sister because she was the one that was, you know, yeah. the best at everything. So I had to right. work through that, you know, and then she start, started yeah. to realize, okay, so we both can have that in our lives. And she wanted it so bad. So yeah, it's kind of a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we talked earlier about like why, you know, what foods to eat and uh, the quote you gave about love. And like one of my favorite quotes is we accept the love we think we deserve. And that's from perks of being a wallflower. And the truth is, is like, people could hear that quote. We accept the love we think we deserve and think about a relationship but they're not internalizing it to the one that they have with themselves. And so it's always coming back to, am I trying to please someone else? Am I doing this for somebody else? And then how quickly can I get on board with doing it for me, loving myself? Yes, absolutely. That's the number one relationship you should be working on before any, even if you have a a partner or you are married or your friends, like you come first. If you put yourself first, everything else and everyone else will benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah. And people, you know, could say, I don't have willpower, you know, and honestly, the the more inflammation a person has, the less motivation. Mm -hmm. So depending on the types of food you are eating that are impacting you, it's going to lower your motivation anyway. So it's 
again, like I love the idea and this is something you talk about are habits, right? Mm -hmm. And creating routine and consistency and to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. I love the idea from Karate Kid of like Mr. Miyaging. Like we don't have to know why we're waxing on and waxing off. We just have to kind of be doing it and then it will present itself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Exactly. And don't expect instant results. Yeah. Because I think people are like, well, I'm okay. So tomorrow I'm going to do a complete 180 change of my life (laughs) and I'm going to eat completely different than I have in the last 20 years. And I'm going to go to the gym every single day. And they put so much expectation and pressure on themselves that no wonder they don't hit the bar because it's way too high. So setting very low bars and then raising the bar whenever you hit the low bars is really how you build, how you build habits. And even just, if you don't have a pair of tennis shoes, just buying a pair of shoes, that's step one. Okay. That's it. That's all you're going to do for the week. (laughs) And then, okay. Putting on the shoes and going outside for a walk. Um, instead of being like, I'm going to buy a whole new outfits and I'm going to buy all new shoes and I'm going to go to the gym every day. You're setting yourself up for, Oh my God. I love that. Just buy the shoes. Buy the shoes. Um, what are, when you start to work with clients and I know you have a ton of, ton of clients, do you primarily work with women or is it a little bit of both? It's all ages and it's everything. All right. Yeah. And everyone obviously is going to be totally different than the next, but what is one common one to two things that you see people doing quote unquote wrong when it comes to food or hitting their goals? Uh, they have the wrong idea of the word diet and deprivation. Mm. And so it's really kind of flipping the switch from, they think of diet as a restriction when it's really a lifestyle. Mm. And they think of deprivation as a food or food group when it's really your healthiest self. And so getting in your own way of depriving yourself of what you are really after is the mindset that I kind of reverse people into. Mm, Yes. And I would say that that is very common in every single person. Yeah. It's like you sell them on what they want, but then you give them what they need. You're like, okay, you're coming to me because you want to lose weight. And then when you're, they're locked in, you're like, okay, this is what we're really going to work on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's actually funny because, you know, it is true. They are coming to lose, to lose weight, but they're not. Mm, And I tell them this over and over. I tell them they're coming to, yeah. 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 I tell them they're coming to learn how to maintain their weight loss. Mm. And that is a side effect of normal eating. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) 
Yeah, because it's the truth. Of normal eating is weight loss. Yay. <laughs> and weight maintenance. That's yes, our goal. Yes. To never go through this again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that. So you have a new book coming out. Is this your first book? This is my first oh book. Oh my gosh. So exciting. And the title could not be more perfect. Um, I'll let you explain it, uh, what the title is, okay. and then uh, what can people expect to learn when reading it? Okay. So the title is called, This is What You're Really Hungry For. Love it. And you know, most people are going to say ice cream, cake, and it's really peace around food and your health. And I'm hoping that there are many nuggets that people can create into habits that then will help them into a more well-being lifestyle. Can I say that? Is that proper? Yeah. I don't think that was. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So the idea is, is that there's many things that a person needs to be connected to first themselves in order to be well, and then move through these things that are important, like adventure, relationships, career, Mm -hmm. finances, food, sleep, all these things that we have to be connected to in order to be well. If one of the, one of the things is not really working, Mm -hmm. like you're not sleeping or you're in a fight with a friend, it's going to be on your mind over and over and over, and it's going to stop your progress. And so what I'm hoping this book is going to teach you is how to have these six simple rules become a set of values that you are now the kind of person who can go anywhere in the world at any time and check in with your body and make sure that you are taking care of your own needs before you do anything else. Mm, I love that. It goes back to self-love. Taking it's care all about of yourself self-love. first. Yes. So do you think, how important do you think is it for people to start with their physical? Like I kind of preach this whole, you can control 90% of your physical self about, like I've said this many times, um, you can't really control your geographical location or maybe you're disabled. You know, you can't control everything, but about 90% you can control. You you decide what you're going to put in your mouth. You decide if you're going to move your body that day. Um, and so I think it's really important if people do want to change their life, it starts with physical. It starts with accomplishing goals that you set for yourself within yourself. And that will give you a sense of pride, accomplishment, confidence. Um, how yeah. important do you think that is to start... Like say, I don't know, say that it's an example, a woman, maybe she's really not happy with her body, but she also is always in terrible relationships or ever, can't ever find a good job or hold a job. Do you think it would be best to tell her, go work out <laughs> or what yeah. would you say? Yeah. I mean, there's a quote from Legally Blonde, something about like, uh, I work out I couldn't possibly have killed my husband, right? I can't, I don't remember the quote, but there's a great quote um, where they're talking about working out makes you in a better mood Mm. because you have endorphins. And so I have six simple rules. And the fifth one, the sixth, the fourth one is actually to get 10,000 steps. And the reason that you're supposed to really be moving your body is to help your mood and your physical well-being. There's so many things that it does. And so again, we if we're not connected to this, we're going to not be able to be well. So I love the idea of you're not doing it and you're not getting 10,000 steps, just go buy the shoes first and then let's figure out how to add some more every single day. I probably wouldn't wait a week to add more, yes. but I, you know, I 
I think you need to start moving your body and also pay attention to the way that your body feels. If you're super stressed, it should be low impact. Mm. And there are so many studies that are showing low impact, just simple walks are just linked to all sorts of health benefits. So it doesn't have to be aggressive or in high intensity. So just keep that in mind. There is no better mood booster than moving your body. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. walking benefits... I mean, just says just 30 minutes a day can increase cardiovascular fitness, strengthen your bones, reduce excess body fat. I think that walking is definitely an underestimated sense of exercise. Yeah. I think yeah. people are like, oh, I'm not going to sweat. I'm not going to get really my heart rate up. But honestly, you I mean your heart rate will be elevated slightly for a long period of time uh, if you're walking, you know, fairly fast, yeah. <laughs> not like a slow walk. Yeah. Um, and it can boost muscle power and endurance for sure. So I go yeah. on walks a lot. I probably yeah. do. It gives you vitamin D. Yeah, and being outside. Like, I just helps your blood sugar. Walk. So yes. Me too. And then that legally blonde quote you're thinking of says, Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. They just don't. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if we're talking about that client who is having problems with relationships and problems at work, guess what? Yes. The happier you get. Yes. Oh my <laughs> and, and that goes back to like, you know, people who all most of my clients who think of this word diet as restriction, it takes willpower to be in a diet. Mm -hmm. And I do not believe in willpower. I am somebody who only believes in inner power and strengthening that core inner power. And so in order for long-term sustainability, you had the information and that is actually what fueled you so young is you had this inner sense, this inner knowing that we, I try and share with my clients to get them in their body. So they have an inner knowing because you know, willpower fades. It's temporary mm -hmm. and we're not looking for that. I love that you Exercise said. Exercise helps yeah, that. I love they said when we're younger, before we are tainted by life, <laughs> basically. We are like <laughs> a clean slate. And oh yeah, when I see younger people today, like I'm just like, I'm so jealous of you kind of because you don't really quite haven't gotten to the hard stages of life where life actually does happen. You have to deal with things like you're in high school or you're in middle school and you just have no care in the world. So I love kind of like getting back. It's almost like getting back to like that childlike behavior. I'm always trying yeah. to do that. Like what is so silly that I could go do? Like my boyfriend bought me a bottle of bubbles a couple weeks ago and he was like, I cute. just remember that you were like playing in the bubbles one time and I bought, you know what I mean? So, so it's cute. silly things like that. Like always trying to find the happiness and the joy and get, just getting into the present moment. So I love that you say you yeah. work with people to get them back. Is it back into their bodies? You said it is back yeah, into back their bodies, into your bodies. Cause sometimes we could be so disassociated from yes. ourselves. That was really what therapy. Well, that's where the, yeah, that's where like the alcoholism, the cutting, mm. the, you know, all sorts of addiction comes from is we're not in our body. So we're not actually feeling what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, really food. what therapy helped me do. I was, I didn't, I didn't know what that word was. I didn't know a lot of words before I started therapy, but yeah, she was like, you are just operating and you are, don't know what you're doing. Like you're not feeling your feelings. You're not expressing your feelings. So that's really something I had to work on. And like I said, I, when I went through therapy and I worked on all the emotional stuff, it was like the physical was like 
a second nature again. And that's such a good yeah. feeling whenever waking up at 5 a.m. to go work out does not feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like something right. I have to do. It's something I look forward when I lay my head down at night. I'm like, God, I can't wait to go work out, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I wake out yes. e- work out every single morning. And I think people look at me and they're like, oh my God, like how do you do that? But it's... I want to explain that because it's Mm -hmm. actually the most important piece. If anyone hears any part of this podcast, that's it. Mm. So where my mind used to say, I need to go shopping or I need to eat this, right? Which is what so many people's minds doing. And we're working on understanding it's just a thought. It's because we're not okay. Let me check in with my body. My mind now says, go for a walk. Right. And so I can also then interpret I'm not okay. But because I do take so many walks when I, as a form of exercise, and I'm loving it, my body loves it, my mind now remembers this is more pleasurable for me. And when I'm suffering in any way, it directs me to the more pleasurable solution. So instead of eating or instead of shopping when I don't have the money to buy something, it gives me the right kind of tool that's aligned with what I need. So it's, amazing that you're like, I can't wait. Now, again, back to this idea of deprivation, a lot of people are going to hear five o'clock in the morning sounds terrible. Why would I want to miss out on sleep? And the reality is getting up at five, feeling like you're ready for your day is actually better than sleeping longer and feeling overtired because now you're changing your sleep habits. And that's more like a jet lag feeling. So I, I hope everybody hears you at and says, oh, I want to try that. And it's going to take me three or four days to really understand how beneficial that is to my body. But the deprivation is not doing it. Mm, totally. Not deprivation doing is not it. doing it. It's in not doing it. Yes. That's amazing. I love that. I just had an interview with a guy yesterday about habits and he, I asked him at the very end, I said, what's your favorite habit? And he had a whole long list of habits that he did. And he's like, but my favorite is working out at 5am, getting up and working out at 5am. Yeah. He said, when I first heard that people did that, he was like, what? That's not even a part of my conscious thinking that people would actually do that. But what he started yeah. to notice is being around more successful people, they were doing that. Yes. They were waking there you up go. Yeah, yes. at 5 a.m. going to work out and they're coming into the office at 7. Like, yeah, man, I just, I just hit a really hard leg day. And he was like, at 7 a.m.? What do you mean? <laughs> so and awesome. so he started doing it. And he's like, this is my favorite habit. It sets the tone for my day. Yeah. I have more yes. hours in the day. I'm more energized by not hitting the snooze button for an hour and, and yes. getting those endorphins out. So. Yeah. I I call that dragon energy mm, for sure. mm -hmm. Right. And like that's inner power right there. That's, and you know, a great thing to remember is a strong body is a strong mind. Mm, Yes. Healthy mind is a healthy body. Healthy body is a healthy mind. It's a full circle. Yep. Tame the beast. Tame the beast. I would say going back to what you said about going on walks, like a lot of my therapeutic things are free. It's like, okay, I can go outside and move. I I can do breath work. I can do meditation. I can read. A lot of my things, you know, are free. I don't have to go shopping. I don't have to go buy a bunch of food or bad food. So, I mean, being healthy is actually not as expensive as people (laughs) make it out to be. Um, You don't need fancy outfits or equipment or, or anything. It's, it's really about utilizing what you have within you first and then everything outside of you. Like, I mean, those, those things like walking or or whatever, but I think people are like, they just make it so much more overwhelming 
than it needs yeah. to be. Um, and so we really got to take the pressure off. Like, I don't know for you, but when I would help clients after six, seven, eight years, I was like, I'm saying the same thing over and over again, because guess what? It doesn't change. This isn't right. like an ever evolving thing. I mean, obviously there's going to be new sources of information, new research, but it really comes down to the basics every single time yeah. you want to help someone yeah. with food. So we're yeah. not recreating the wheel. There's nothing else you need to learn. You just need to learn the basics and then yeah. stack it from there. Yes, 100% yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember even when studying my epidemiological course, it, we would read like everything we can get our hands on study-wise with vitamin E. And the next week would be like vitamin A or vitamin C. And every Friday we would meet, we would go over all the studies. And at the end of the class, I was so like let down in the fact that there was nothing new and everything was saying moderation. <laughs> everything in moderation. Yeah. yeah, there's a that, yeah. my boyfriend will always reference. There's like an episode of Rob. Remember that show Robin Big with like Rob Deerdick? Yeah, yeah, his big, his big, huge, you know, security bodybuilder. So he was trying to lose weight. So he was going into a dietitian office, and they were putting it um, on the episodes. And yeah, she basically just said, "You don't have to change anything. Just do what you're doing in moderation. <laughs> so eat a cheeseburger in moderation. Do whatever you're doing in moderation." Yeah. But I thought it was funny because they were just kind of making jokes, making jokes about it. But but it's so true. Yeah. It's, and you know, we don't want to demoralize any food. We don't want to say this food's wrong and this food's right or bad or good. It's just you go into a decision with food with two options. It's either going to help you or it's going to hinder you. And yeah. if you make 10 choices that are going to hinder you every single day, you're going to be stuck and you're going to be backtracking. If you make eight choices yeah. that are helpful, maybe two that are hindering, you're still going to be leaning towards, towards helpful. So there's yeah. really no, like, if you eat that, you're like, you are doomed. Like I eat yeah. like whatever you want to call it, cheap food all the time, but I just call it food. Yeah. I just say we just yeah. eat food. Yeah. It doesn't have to have a label. Yeah, exactly. Not labeling food. Just knowing in the back of our mind that if you're striving for a goal, but you're really eating this food, that's not going to help with the goal, but don't be disappointed when you don't hit the goal. So I have a fail safe in that. Okay. So um, I have six simple rules. The first one is to eat when you're hungry. So people don't really talk about hunger often enough. And it's like, you don't go to the bathroom unless you have to pee. So you should also only eat when you are hungry. And I believe that you should be hungry every three and a half hours, two and a half to three and a half hours, because this is how we're regulating our blood sugar, which is the link to longevity and decreasing your risk of almost every single disease. So the first rule is you eat when you're hungry. You take half of your normal portion and there's the fail safe. You take half of your cheeseburger. You eat it slowly. You chew it and you wait 15 minutes. Maybe you take 15 minutes to eat that first half. And then you wait till 15 minutes from the first bite and you check back in with your body and you figure out how much more you need. And the truth is we won't need much more. We might want more, but we don't need more but we will eat again in three hours. Mm. So I'm not saying you can't, you might need more than half the cheeseburger in that setting. And everybody is going to be different because we don't know what they ate right before. We don't know their activity, all those factors. So the first rule is eat when you're hungry, start with half and wait 15 minutes because that's how long it takes physically for us to know if it was enough food. 
So it's kind of like Ozempic even, right? Like it's already giving you that full message. So is this eating half and waiting 15 Mm, minutes. That's so interesting. I need to try that. I will say I am going to like call myself out right now in front of everyone, but I'm such a fast eater. Like my whole family will be like, watch out. Kayla's coming through. (laughs) That's funny. I'm such a fast eater. And for some reason, my mind is just like, oh, it's because I really like when my food is warm and like hot. I really don't want to eat a cold cheeseburger. So there's that pleasure. Yeah. I want to, I want to have this most pleasurable moment. Okay. Go on. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I have to eat this while it's still hot. And so that's my problem. Okay, so you're going to have to get curious. You're going to get curious okay. and just see. And like, do you need the whole, the whole, could you slow down, enjoy it, you know, chew it, chew it a little longer than you think necessary, and then put it down and see what happens. And I know your mind and your hand will be reaching mm-hmm. for it, but at the same time, you may not need it. Yeah. And we, we make all decisions from a place of fear or trust. And so the fear is I won't enjoy it if it's cold. I won't eat it if it's cold or it won't be as good if it's cold. And the truth is we don't know. Mm, so true. We should be curious. Yeah, I need to try, figure it. It, out. try it for at least a day. And then I'm like, and then I'm wasting money. You know what I mean? I just have all these thoughts of like, and then I don't want to waste my money. If I'm buying a whole meal, I only eat half of it. There's that pleasure thing again. And like the truth is, is we're not trash cans Mm -hmm. and whatever the chef prepared for us is not going to be like our portion. Mm -hmm. Like it's insane to me. I had a client yesterday who was six, three, I'm five, two. We were standing next to each other and I was laughing because I'm like, you know, if we go to a restaurant together, the chef is preparing the exact same cheeseburger for us. And like we're different sizes. We've got different things coming into this meal. We cannot possibly need the same amount of food right now. This is like an individual story here. We have to be in our own bodies to figure out what we need. Mm, that's so true. That's very interesting. Yeah, totally. You can go go eat with a, a male who's 100 pounds more than you and you're going to get, they're not going to be like, okay, let's see, table two, he's 100 pounds more. I'm going to make his a little bigger, <laughs> make hers a little smaller. No. So true. Right, but how mad would you be if like my chicken Parmesan was bigger than your chicken mm-hmm. Parmesan, right? Like, yeah, so I it love has that. to be individualized. Such good tips. I can only imagine all the great tips that are going to be in your book. So I'm I'm excited to read that because I'm I'm definitely going to read it. And uh, when does it come out? It comes out July 25th. Oh, oh my gosh! Perfect! Yay! Yeah, very soon. It'll be just around when this episode launches. So I'll have to time it just right so we can definitely promote that as well. So to end, perfect. this has been such a good conversation. Do you have anything else that you? want to say, want to share, ask me? Uh, no, I feel, I'm so happy. I want you to come back and do an Instagram live with me and share, you know, all the ways in which we can build healthy habits and, uh, consistent routines. And I'm just really happy that we got to have this conversation. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's a thing that's never going to go away. People are always going to need help with this, but the more people we can just educate, and in doing yeah. so, they'll educate people like their family, they know, people, people around them. So what is, I always like to ask my guests at the very end of the episode, it's kind of like a megaphone moment that we call it where if you were on top of a mountain and you had a megaphone to the world and mm. everyone was going to look at you and they're going to take away and actually apply one thing that you said, what is one thing that you know for sure that what is one piece of information, you know, for sure to keep going. Mm. To keep going in all things. This is about progress, not perfection. 
I love that. Don't give up, guys. Don't give up. You got this. You got this. I love it. Okay, so how can people find you, work with you, and be inspired by you? I am on all the socials at Kim Shapiro Method. You can work with me in groups privately. Uh, You can DM me, and I'm happy to talk to you. And if there's any way I can help you, I would love to. Awesome. And then your book's coming out. Where can that, where can they find that? It's going to be like Amazon. Everywhere. I'm so excited. So Walmart, Target, Barnes and Nobles, all your favorite indie stores, Amazon, it's everywhere. Perfect. It'll be easy to find. We are excited to read that. This is what you are really hungry for. It's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. Good job. All right. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm so excited about this information that we're going to put out there. Thanks for having me. Okay, bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.